Welcome to a Come Follow Me podcast, everybody. We are so excited to have you with us. This is a podcast for seminary teachers by seminary teachers as we discuss the Come Follow Me curriculum and what it might look like in our classrooms. Well, welcome to a Come Follow Me podcast from an Institute podcast. This is Brother Anderson, all by my lonesome. And I do apologize for the chaos of the last week, and it will continue this week into next week because it's now spring break season. And um, But I thought rather than skip out on another podcast, we have some things to talk about, and uh, I wanted to maybe do it in this form so that you maybe can get a little bit more of an understanding. And, um, and a lot of you have said it's helpful to hear our conversations, and most of you really like what Brother Mickelson has to say. So I apologize that he's not hearing you just have me to listen to. But I want to start off today by talking a little bit about the new, um, the direction we just got to not show the chosen videos. Uh, I've communicated with many of you by text message. Um, and some of you may be wondering a little bit about that. Um, the direction comes straight from the Church Board of Education. And there wasn't an explanation for it. There was a policy uh, memo and kind of an update that was meant to um, like get us to focus more on correlated material. And um, if there is anything that's non-correlated, they had some very strict stipulations um, that was supposed to maybe move us away from the chosen and Bible project, some of these things I pushed towards you. Um, but I, apparently that wasn't explicit enough. And so they've asked us to, to, to just say, let's not do the chosen in seminary. Now, what that does not mean, that does not mean that the chosen is bad and off limits and you shouldn't be consuming it at all as a family or whatever. Um, the reality is that it's it's great. The chosen is very inspiring, does a really good job of making Jesus and his disciples and what happens in the gospels feel real and realistic. And many people connect with that. Um, I, I certainly have, and I happen to know of at least one apostle who enjoys the chosen and um, certainly the church would not um, be giving, allowing them to use the Goshen set if they felt like this thing was evil. But in seminary, we are an official arm of the church education system. And um, it does make sense to me that we would want to make sure that what we teach in seminary um, is clear. And uh, there are moments in the chosen as in the Bible project where some things are taught that are not informed by rest restoration, um, theology, scripture, doctrine. And that's to be understood. Joseph Smith um, came for a reason. The Lord gave us the revelations of the last days for a reason. And there's things that we know and have been given that the rest of the world doesn't know. And that doesn't mean that what the Bible project people aren't doing isn't going to be helpful for Latter-day Saints. I, I still believe in section 88 that says, seek out of the best books. Uh, the words of life, and there are there are good things. We I, I believe in the article of faith thirteen that if it's anything lovely of good report praiseworthy, we seek after these things. Um, but in an official church education classroom, we want to just make sure that things are clear, and um, and so uh, because um, these other sources cannot be correlated um, because they're outside the scope of the church, we've just been asked not to use them in seminary. So, um, so hopefully that's helpful. But again, I'm willing to talk with anybody about it. Uh, as we move forward. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about spring break and how to handle a come follow me um, setup that is meant to match with week by week, day by day, with the reality that we'll miss a bunch of days when it comes to spring break. 
one of the reasons why the doctrinal mastery verses were changed the way they were changed was to ensure that if you are on break during an, a critical part in the scriptures, that um, students will not miss that critical part because it'll be a doctrinal mastery lesson. And so if you have spring break this coming up week, um, Matthew 11, which is an important doctrinal mastery verse, it was brought up in conference at least a half dozen times last conference, um, that uh, that that those two lessons, the one that gives context for it, and then the one right after it, which is the Doctor Mastery lesson, ought not to be skipped. You'll just need to find another place to put them. Probably as soon as you get back from spring break, bump two of the lessons out of the way, put those ones in. Um, and so, anyway, the lesson gems that we've put on to the YouTube channel should have some application um, going forward if you've got some of these doctrinal mastery lessons. So uh, just bear that in mind. Now, I want, I want to talk to you about our um, lesson gems for the week. We are working on for the month of March. Um, I like how Jay says it in his video on, on the Monday lesson that we've spent last month talking about how do we help our students talk. And he says, this month, we are going to talk, practice how we listen. And I thought it was a good phrasing because what, what we're actually working with is loving those you teach, that part of the learn of the gospel learning standard um, that we get from a teaching in the Savior's way. But, uh, but it really is. It's the way that we um, listen to our own students, the way we connect with them. And so we, we tried to get them talking last month. This month, we need to practice now listening once they're talking, understanding, discerning what's going on in their lives, loving them, praying for them. And that's the focus that you're going to get from the lesson gems this week. I love how Jay uses 3 Nephi 17 to teach us how the Savior um, really showed he cared and was paying attention to his own students. I've used that with you before. Many of you have seen me use those scriptures, and he does it again. And then with this uh, Monday lesson, which is meant to be the context of Matthew 11. So whether you teach it this week or if you have spring break, you'll teach it the week after. It's, a, it's an important um, thing to help the students understand how God feels about them and to feel loved and seen. Um, so all through the lesson, Jim, Jay is just trying to help you to see that these questions are good questions. And as your students respond to them, you should listen. One of the dangers we have of not being good listeners is we feel like we have to answer or comment on everything students say, or solve some problem they may have. Um, we don't actually have to do that all the time. We can just listen and love and ask follow-up questions to just better understand for no other reason than to just better understand. I know that's really hard. It's hard for me as a teacher because I want to teach. I want to lead to some natural conclusion. Um, I want to put a bow on things, but um, sometimes it's good just to practice letting students know that they're heard and then thanking them for sharing their thoughts and um, feelings and just showing love. Doran is actually the lesson that is covering um, the doctrinal mastery context. Now, as I watched Doran's lesson, Jim, I realized Doran is hitting on things that I, Brother Anderson, am not good at um, naturally. Um, it's so good. And I want to practice it. I was thinking, yes, tonight in Institute, I'm going to. I'm going to say things like, Sam, oh, I can't wait to hear what Sam has to say. She always has such great things. And and thank you, Scarlett. I, I, when you say, when you share what you share, I always feel the spirit. And Harry, oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Um, I, I just don't naturally um, express so much appreciation and love, but I should. Um, and then I love Doran's caution to um, maybe don't overdo it the first time. And they're like, what's gotten into you today? Being all overly gushy, but to to make it a habit. Is something so I need to start practicing. So I'm going to try to find a way to do that 
in subtle ways tonight. Um, but I, I love the way he, he gives some excellent suggestions. Instead of doing the stick figure drawing, actually bring a backpack and actually have the kids, um, you know, have a student carrying the backpack as kids give you burdens, you put heavy books inside. What a much better uh, engaging way to do that. And to use Elder um, uh, President Nelson's last general conference talk for this lesson and, and Doran's simple way of, of including it as a um, was I just think it's so easy to plug in, even though it's not in the curriculum. So Doran's is is just great. Um, and it's a good setup for um, the, the doctoral mastery practice itself. Now, the approach I took with the doctoral mastery lesson, especially in light of how we're trying to love those we teach. One of the things I noticed in teaching in the Savior's way was that loving those you teach, um, Jesus shows us how to love those you teach. But Jesus also showed how he built that capacity in others to love others that they teach. And so I know it's a little meta, but um, the doctrinal mastery uh, lessons give us an opportunity to help our students love other people, to teach other people and help them understand, help them acquire spiritual knowledge. And so I thought an approach to this lesson is to practice have, helping our students practice listening to others and listening to each other as they share. Because I really do believe that an environment of love where your students feel safe enough to be vulnerable and share their questions and concerns starts with them being vulnerable with each other, being willing to listen to each other. And uh, and so I take that approach with the Dr. Master. I show a little bit of the four square that many of you are, are used to um, in this practice using the the yoke and the the rest. It's it's the good scenario. Well, they actually have you um, have your students do their own scenarios and then switch with each other, which I love that idea. Um, but but again, this one now is is more teaching them to listen to each other and love each other while you practice listening to them and loving them and doing value that Jay and Doran have already said um, so far this week. Now, as of this recording, Scott has not done his Thursday lesson, so I'm jumping right over to Friday, where um, once again Jake does a really good job of of showing a good key time to show that you love your students is before class even starts, where he talks about talking shop. I love how Jake does Jake does this. It may be one of the reasons his videos get the most views because he has a seminary class that he actually teaches, and he always includes a, a portion of his recorded Zoom um, so that you guys can see a real live example of what he's talking about. In this case, he records the first couple of minutes of his lesson before the lesson even starts. So he can see, you can see how he talks shop. And that's really cool. The other thing that um, Jay does, Jake does, and if you didn't see this memo, um, I'm going to include it in our, in our email that I send out because um, we, President Nelson in the last two general conferences in his trainings with general authorities has been talking about prayer and uh, his concern with um, uh, if we are teaching, uh, you know, if we are teaching our people the power of prayer and and um, there's a concern of casualness that's creeping into prayer and a lack of maybe a sense of the sacred anyway. And uh, we were, we've been asked to think about this for a little while as religious educators, how can we help our students do this? But then this memo came out kind of highlighting three opportunities in the New Testament where we could where we can have this conversation with our students. And one of those is Jake's lesson on Friday with uh, Luke 11. And, um, and, and, and Jake makes a really good point that if you're going to talk about the sacred language of prayer, if you don't have a great relationship with our students, um, it may be hard to really talk about why the words matter or how it matters. If your students don't feel understood and loved, if they feel judged or, or something else, they may not take that kind of a lesson very well. And so um, I, I like his 
approach to saying, but if you've got the relationship, if you've invested the time to love your students, you can teach them some things that maybe are easily misunderstood or hard doctrine. Um, and so uh, good stuff all around from the boys once again. And I hope you're watching those um, lesson gems. Again, the hope is that they don't cost you five to seven minutes of your time, but they save you 15 to 20 minutes of your lesson prep because you can see something of what we've, we've spent some time trying to understand what is each lesson trying to do and um, how do they build on each other and how is that going to help in different aspects of helping our students think and become like the disciples of Jesus Christ they've covenanted to be. And so I hope you have a great week. Again, if this is spring break week for you, give this a listen when you come back to make sure that the things that are being covered are the, the applicable things are there and you have some ideas and uh, we will, we will talk to you guys again next week. Have a good one.